Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Eden. And welcome to Undressing Fashion, where we're going to be talking about psychology and fashion. Some of you might be wondering what these have to do with each other. And that's exactly why we thought we'd start this podcast. We thought we'd start off this journey together in this first episode by trying to answer the question, what does psychology have to do with fashion? This first episode is going to be a short introduction into who we are, what we're doing here, and why we want to have this conversation. In order to figure out what psychology and fashion have to do with each other, we first need to understand what psychology is. Psychology is the study of the mind, how it works, and how it affects behavior. There are many different fields of, of study within psychology, which often overlap. There are different psychological fields of practice. There's clinical psychology, which most of you are familiar with. This is concerned with mental well-being and ways to help people alleviate symptoms of mental illness and discomfort through diagnoses, assessment, and treatment. There's also organizational psychology, which applies psychological principles to the working and business environment. There are also many different areas of psychological research. For example, there's social psychology, which looks at social interactions, society, and culture, and the effects these have on us. And there's cognitive psychology, which looks at people's mental processes directly by studying how the mind works. Other subfields include, but are not limited to, neuropsychology, sports psychology, developmental psychology, forensic psychology, and health psychology. Now, you might be asking yourself, again, what any of this has to do with fashion. Well, are you interested in how the fashion industry and advertising impact self-esteem? Do you want to influence consumer behavior to increase fashion purchasing? Are you interested in why so many fashion designers appear to suffer from depression and anxiety? What about the link between what you wear and your performance at work, in a job interview or in an exam? Are you interested in why you portray yourself the way you do in different contexts and around different people? Are you passionate about the environmental impact of the fashion industry and what can be done to fix it? Do you care about representation in the media and how it often doesn't reflect large portions of the population, like those of different backgrounds and cultures, body shapes and ages? Or simply about how what you wear affects your identity and reflects your status within society and society at large? All of these questions, and more, can be looked at through the application of psychology to the fashion and beauty industries. These industries can be examined through psych social psychology, through cognitive psychology, and even through clinical psychology. But why is this an important thing to analyze? If you are like me, clothing and the way I dress is something that I obsess over, and I mean obsess. I'm always worrying and thinking about what I want to wear. Is this appropriate for the context I'm going to be in and the people I'm going to see? Am I going to give the right impression? Do I want to buy into the new styles of the season? On the other hand, how do I maintain my individuality while keeping up with all the new trends? Nonverbal communication is a key part of self-expression. Determining my first impressions of others and theirs of me and the way I dress can influence my mood, my confidence, and as a result, my whole day. Nonverbal communication is important. But it's also so much larger than that. Fashion affects each of us every single day. We all wear clothes, we all buy clothes, and there are millions of people who make clothes. It's impossible to not be a part of the fashion industry. Fashion is one of the most influential and impactful industries in the world. For those stats nerds out there, the fashion industry is worth $3 trillion. 
In 2017, e-commerce alone was worth $481 billion, and it's projected to reach about $713 billion by 2022. In 2014, fashion employed almost 58 million people, and that has only increased in the years since. Those of us not employed in fashion are also active participants in the industry, consciously and not. Everyone has consumed, used and disposed of fashion apparel or accessories, whether they be luxury, affordable luxury, high street or secondhand, never mind beauty products as well. So if the fashion industry touches all of our lives, why would we not want to study it? Now, you also might be wondering at this point who we are and how we got here. Hey guys, I'm Megan. I'm the American voice that you hear over here. So Edin and I actually met completing our master's in applied psychology and fashion studies at the London College of Fashion. Right now we're actually sitting in my flat in London and we're both not English. So <laughs> if we didn't do this program, we would not be here right now. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the master's, it was really interesting and it was the first of its kind in the world. It's only been running for a few years. Um, and so it really is kind of at the forefront of a new look at the fashion industry by exploring it through a psychological lens. Um, exactly. So, so Megan, tell me how you got to this point. How did you come to do this master's? Well, honestly, whenever I tell anyone that I'm doing this master's, my really good friends or people who know me, they think it just embodies like who I am a lot because my two main passions in life have always been psychology and fashion. Um, well, I'll tell you exactly how I got here. I actually did not know that this is something I'd want to study or it's something you could study. So I got my undergrad. I'm originally from Chicago. I'm a Midwesterner, so when you hear that twang, that's why. <laughs> um, and then I, for undergrad, I went to Boston University and I completed my degree in psychology. But I always worked with um, the Boston, the BU Fashion Association, and I would, and I directed some charity fashion shows. I worked on fashion shows, and I just always loved fashion. But it's just not something that I pursued. I just, you know, we all have external pressures, and I ended up working abroad and decided to actually go get my master's right after in New York at Columbia in social work. So I actually am a, this is my second master's. And then after that, I really did not know what I wanted to do, but I ended up running a mental health NIH, which is the National Institute of Health. It's the big government institution that funds most medical and mental health research in the US. So I worked on this study that basically dealt with teaching adolescents preventative depression coping mechanisms before they became depressed. So if mm. we saw that they had a few signs, we would um, we would give them this educational course that was online and an app. So I did that for three years. And as much as I will always, social work and psychology, psychology is still a part of me, clearly in my course, <laughs> but will always be a part of me, I felt like I was not pursuing what I lived and breathed. Like on the side, I am I love to shop. <laughs> I absolutely love reading like BOF, Vogue. I am definitely someone who lives and breathes fashion. And I just felt like it was time 
for me to actually pursue it. And I thought about getting PhD, a PhD in social psychology and applying it to fashion, but it's not really something yet. And then I discovered this course in London and I was like, okay, this is my shot to actually make it some, to turn it into a reality. And we're not exactly sure how because the industry doesn't recognize it so much yet. They understand psychology is important, but where does it fit into fashion? And Eden will elaborate on this, but she felt very similarly. And that's why we're doing this. And my interests within this, like I'm very interested in the space between the the bridge, I'd say actually, between technology and fashion Mm. is one of them. I know you are as well. And I'm also interested in like psychological factors that impact our purchasing decisions and just cognition in general and the way we think, which is, I guess, a mixture of social and cognitive psychology. Um, But Clinical perspectives, I do have the clinical social work degree, so I can always bring that in too when we're talking about those issues within the fashion industry. And yeah, so that's kind of how I'm here. It's a very good summary. (laughs) I gave you a really big summary. No, it's amazing. Sorry, but (laughs) yeah. yeah. And so now Eden's going to introduce herself. Yeah, so I am the one with the weird... South African English hybrid accent. Sorry, I think if, it's adorable. Sorry if it's confusing to anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am South African. I grew up in Johannesburg. And then I did my undergraduate degree at the University of Cape Town um, in psychology and classical studies. Um, and then followed that up with what's called an honors degree, which is this weird South African um, degree that you do after your undergraduate and before a master's. Um, And I did that in pure psychology. Um, And I kind of looked at, uh, like I specialized within forensic and cognitive psychology uh, and did a project on on that area. Um, But it was kind of like understanding, I don't know, it, it, it touched on my interest in the way that broader systems work and the role of people within that. And I feel like that kind of, even though it was so unrelated to what, I ended up doing here it does kind of touch on that similar idea and so I mean I never knew as well that there was anything like this in the world because it is the first of its kind so there was no way for us to know that we could ever do anything like this but I've also always loved fashion always been passionate about the interest uh, industry and been super interested in it Um, and I came up actually came across the program Mm -hmm on um, a Vogue, British Vogue documentary series that they did with Alexa Chung. I saw this as well. Um, where she interviewed the head of the program at the time and it just, I mean, it blew my mind that, you know, that the two things that I loved so much and was so interested in could like, coexist and have things to do with each other and people were studying this. Um, and so I knew as soon as I watched that that I wanted to come and do this program and somehow I ended up managing to do that which is still really cool to me yeah Um, yeah it was I like I mean to be able to also study that program in London was just like a dream Um, and and whatever you guys are thinking about and you can think that the intersection makes no sense like I used to just think about like what why is fashion so important to us why does materialism matter I used to always think about I used to write papers on this in my undergrad yeah degree and I never knew that this could actually be something that people would be interested in studying absolutely um there's always someone else out there and I also worked in 
forensics, yeah. but forensic social work. And yeah. it's, it's interesting because it a lot of time brings people who, in psychology, it brings people who just, we just want to know why. Why are we so interested in it? Why, why is it something we're obsessed with? Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, with, with my interests kind of within this psychology and fashion field, are very similar to Megan's as well. Um, I'm very interested in, in consumer behavior, in why we purchase the way we do and the, like, the impact of different factors on that. I'm particularly interested as well in ethical and sustainable fashion, in um, how to encourage people to you know, be more mindful about their purchasing behavior. And um, also in, you know, kind of, I don't know, I think everything about, like, it's everything ridiculous, everything. Too. It just, it all, it all just, it just. Even we, though we can't focus particularly on everything. Yeah. That's what the podcast <laughs> yeah. is for, we want exactly. to touch upon it. We want to learn as well. And through this, we'll be able to learn as well as, like, help you guys learn more about it too. So now that we've introduced ourselves, let's get back to the point of this podcast. Applying psychology to fashion is a brand new field and way of thinking about the fashion industry from both the consumer and the professional perspectives that is actually relevant for everyone. So we're going to be talking about scientific research, but we're going to be translating this into layman's terms so that everybody can understand. This is going to be a podcast for anyone interested in these topics, fashion insiders or not. We're inviting everyone to take this journey with us. Of course, we're not the first people to ever speak about fashion and psychology, but we're hoping that we can expand the conversation and bring you into it. We wanna get past the fluff, because please, we all hate fluff. We wanna have real discussions about real issues, just to lay out some ground rules. We're not going to be give styling advice. Well, maybe sometimes, but that's not the point of the podcast. We are not clinical psychologists, though I am a clinical social worker. But we won't be trying to diagnose anyone, and the clinical part is only a very small part of a much bigger conversation. We're not claiming to have all the answers, but we are going to have guests come and speak with us who work, study, and are interested and connected to topics and areas that we're interested in. So basically, on this podcast, we want to talk about why clothing and beauty are so important to all of us. But we do have to say that we are very new to podcasting. So we might make a bunch of mistakes, but we're open to learning, growing, and evolving with our listeners and guest speakers into a bigger community. We've heard from many people in the fashion industry that fashion just is. It exists. There's no need to delve into the meaning of it all. Well, as psychology girls, nothing ever just is. We have the need to delve a little deeper to understand the why in everything. And we know that we are not the first to want to look at the fashion industry using a deeper lens. Fashion sociologists and historians have existed for decades, if not hundreds of years. Today, fashion archivists and curators develop some of the most beautiful exhibitions and museums based on the history of brands and the evolution of dress throughout time and cultures. Fashion enthusiasts are strongly moved at these exhibitions because the emotions we attach to dress are clearly significant. But usually these exhibitions illustrate only the story and the history relating to fashion. Psychology is the missing link that delves into the meaning behind this strong emotion and our need for and the impact of 
the fashion and beauty industries. So we're developing this podcast while we're making it. And there are lots of topics that we want to talk about. For example, we want to have episodes dedicated to fashion consumer behavior, the environmental impact of the fashion industry, culture, age and race representation in the media, mental well-being of industry workers, creativity and depression, fashion and technology, and fashion and self-image. So in each episode, we're going to be speaking to people who can help us understand these issues and answer questions like, why does this matter? How does psychology add to the conversation? And what is the way forward? Great, so where do we go next? So basically, we're asking you to join us in the next episode, where we're going to be discussing enclosed cognition, which is the theory of how what you wear affects the way that you think, and how that in turn affects your behavior and the way that you see the world. It was the first foray into applying psychological research and theories to, to fashion. And so we thought it would be a good place to kick off this conversation. We're going to talk to our good friend, Kat, who explored enclosed cognition in her master's thesis. So thanks for listening in. We would love to hear from you. And you can find us on Instagram, our pages at Undressing Fashion. Bye for now from Megan and Eden, and thanks for getting undressed with us.